Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. It is certain to be an interesting week as the Chiefs are in Phoenix for Super Bowl 57. More on that and everything going on in sports in just a few minutes. But we start today with what everybody is talking about over the weekend, and that is the downing of the Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina. And we did this over the weekend and talked about it, and there's no reason to rehash the feckless nature of our president and his policies in this administration. In their handling of China, it's pretty obvious that he's compromised in some way and deals with China in a very soft manner. But the reaction from media and the stories that have been reported since then are just astounding to me. And for some reason, media on the left feel compelled to do story after story after story that this is nothing new. And this is why when we see the polling that says the media in America gets a lower grade or lower marks from the American public than even Congress, this is why. Because every American experienced this over the past week. They saw it in their own way or they texted friends that lived in different states. We all consumed this information and talked about this Chinese spy balloon and we were all mortified that our country did nothing about it. It was floating over us. We don't know what the Chinese are spying on exactly. But we like our privacy. We like our sovereignty here as Americans. And it was violated. And we all felt violated. Now, we didn't feel as violated as somebody breaking into our home or anything like that. But we, we all, in a, in a mild manner, somehow feel violated by this. And for all of us, this was new. This was something that's never happened in our lifetime, to our knowledge. Hey, we, we see stories about uh, UFOs and flying saucers and all these different phenomenon, and we all have different beliefs and whatnot as in regards to those things. But this was right there for the seeing, and many people saw it. There's all kinds of pictures, images, videos. This, there's no question what this was. China actually took uh, responsibility for it. They said it was a civilian balloon, but they said it is ours. So we know what it was. It was a spy balloon. They have a whole campaign of spy balloons. They've been floating them around the world. But the reaction from the media is really what's interesting here. And it's, I guess, somewhat predictable. And this is why Americans don't believe media, why they simply don't believe in what they see every day and what they hear from people in the media. And again, we're talking about the media on the left because they will just sit there and tell you that any conservative media or any straight media out there, your Fox News is fake news. It's all No, they're pretty balanced in what they do. There's an awful lot of things that they do that drive conservatives crazy on Fox News. But you can't say the same for other media outlets that are on the left. They just don't do that. But their reaction to this balloon was, oh, this is nothing new. This happens all the time. This happened under Trump. They immediately play the Trump card. Immediately play the Trump card. This happened over Trump. Well, we learned that, yeah, they flew one over Guam one time and maybe got in American airspace over Hawaii at one point while just floating around the Pacific. But there's no way this has happened before. Trump administration officials are saying, listen, if it happened, we didn't know about it. And so now Biden cooked up, and this is really bad, cooked up some officials at the Pentagon who say, oh, it happened during Trump. They just didn't know about it. We didn't know about it until he was out of office. Now, do you believe that? I want to know if you actually believe that from Pentagon sources who are saying, oh, this happened during Trump. We just didn't know about it until Trump was out of office. It was unreported. It was unidentified. We didn't know. Really? How do you know something happened three years ago? All of a sudden, now that Trump's out of office. This whole thing is absolutely absurd. They are so fixated on Donald Trump. It is amazing. So a balloon flies over, and Trump, by the way, is the first is, is the first president in 100 years, the first American president in 100 years that either didn't invade somewhere or Russia didn't invade somewhere. The first one. When Russia went into Ukraine, it's a clean sweep the last 100 years. Russia or the United States somehow was in a conflict or invaded someplace under every president except Donald Trump. He is our peace president. There's no question Donald Trump is a peacemaker. He gets no credit for this, and he should singularly run on that. I am your peacetime president. There will be no spy balloons. There will be no war in Ukraine. There's not going to be any of this. We're not invading anywhere. We're going to have peace 
through strength. Right now, we have war through weakness. It's pretty obvious what's going on. Everybody is poking the giant bear. The United States is a giant bear. Right now, the bear is in hibernation. Joe Biden has the giant bear in a cave in hibernation, and everybody's coming around poking at it, and we're doing nothing. The State of the Union address is Tuesday night. I, I don't remember the last time I looked less forward to a State of the Union address than this. First of all, it will be impossible to watch because it's going to take him forever to read the thing off the prompter. I'd rather them just hand the speech out and let us read it. It's going to be complete nonsense. They're bringing Tyree Nichols' family in, which is pathetic, while they're still mourning. But the media out there saying, oh, this happened under Trump. This is nothing new. Americans don't buy it, folks. You should be heartened by the fact that Americans aren't that dumb to say, oh, yeah, this happens all the time. I remember when this happened under Trump. Nobody remembers this happening. They can say it all they want. They're hurting themselves. They're trying to say, oh, Trump did this, and he never shot one down, and he didn't do it. doesn't matter. Americans don't remember it, never saw it, didn't happen. If it did happen, and we learned about it after Trump was out of office, nobody cares. This is an irrelevant story being reported on, but it has become the lead story on the left. Not the actual what happened over eight days. Not the question of why didn't we shoot it down over the Pacific. When it entered Alaska airspace, why didn't we shoot it down? You're not going to hurt anybody in Alaska. Why did we allow this thing to float for eight days over our continent? I mean, this is remarkable how feckless this leader is that we have. Simply remarkable. The Pentagon now saying, oh, this gave us a chance to analyze what they're doing. Really? Okay, we didn't get the information. I, I assume people are smart enough to understand that the balloon was transmitting everything they wanted while it was in the air. There was nothing to keep. Blowing the balloon up did nothing. They accomplished their mission. The entire mission was accomplished before that balloon was destroyed. It's just ridiculous. This, I mean, it's just, I can't believe the things that are going on in this country. And I cannot believe how the media just jump on board with the left and start to make things up. And there's no other way to describe it than they're making things up. They're starting to say, oh, this same thing happened under Trump. We're not that stupid. We did not, under Trump, watch eight days of a balloon over North America. We didn't have people taking out their phones and their cameras and taking pictures of the thing. We didn't see it shot down as soon as it got to the Atlantic. Clearly, this was a different thing. Clearly. And it was some sort of a threat and incredibly bothersome to the United States, or we wouldn't have shot it down. Or is this the president that just licks his finger and holds it up to the wind and they did polling for three or four days, and Americans wanted the thing shot down, so then he decided to shoot it down. Is that what he did? I don't know, but he is one sad president, and I feel, I feel violated. Again, not like you would feel if somebody broke into your home or carjacked you or something like that, but this, you just feel violated. That, is this really happening? The communists are just floating spy balloons over us? That's the kind of thing you do during a war, man. I, I just I absolutely can't believe it. It is uh, stunning. Hey, we want to welcome another new sponsor to KKHI. We'll spend a lot of time here, but Jeremy Dietz is a friend of mine. He is the uh, general manager of operations at Colbert Hills in Manhattan, a great golf course where many golfers like to go on golf trips, guy trips, couples trips, whatever, and play a tour of Kansas. Maybe you play Prairie Dunes, then go up to Colbert Hills or you know some of the great courses around the state. Folks like to go there. And they are now offering stay and play packages at Colbert Hills. They've built these beautiful Sammy family lodges. They're fantastic. They sleep eight, essentially. And you can cater the food over from Colbert Hills Restaurant. They can bring you steak dinner in your lodge, the whole thing. They're right there at the golf course. They're on the par three course. They're really close. You can do basically a golf vacation now at Colbert Hills. It's pretty cool. So if you'd like to stay at the family uh, the Sammy family stay and play lodges at Colbert Hills and play at any time this spring or summer. Now is the time to reserve your outing. And this can be up to 14 people. Sometimes companies will take a group of 16. A couple of owners will take 14 of their sales reps or clients or whatever and take a group and maybe stay the night. You would play the golf course, have a nice outing, that a steak dinner or something that night and play the golf course again the next day. And you can do that for business. You can do it for pleasure. These stay-and-play lodges are phenomenal. If you want to see them, you can see them online at colberthills.com. 
and you can go there and check out the Sammy Family Stay and Play Lodges. Right now, they're offering a 15% discount if you mention Kevin Keatsman has issues. 15% off this spring and summer at Colbert Hills to stay and play at the lodges there. You can call 785-223-3021. This is a great corporate outing, a great team-building exercise for your company if you like to play golf and do something different. Easy way, seriously, if you want to get this all taken care of, she'll do it all, is Joni at ColbertHills.com. That's an email address. It's very simple. J-O-N-I, Joni at ColbertHills.com. Send her an email. Say, I heard Kevin talking about this, and we want to come stay at Colbert Hills for a night or two, play the golf course, do some other fun things, have you cater the food, take care of us, the whole thing. Or you can go out to Aggieville. You can have a night out. You can also go fishing or out on the lake. There's all kinds of things you can do. ColbertHills.com is the website, or just email Joni at ColbertHills.com. Welcome, them. It's just it's a world-class golf course. I've been fortunate enough to play it many times with Jim. And you simply will not find a course in better condition. They really they have the support of the university. And I guess the best way to describe Jim and the staff at Colbert Hills is they spare no expense. They want, when you come play it, Jim's, Jim's always said, if my name is on this, this is going to be a tour quality golf course. When you come here, this course is going to be in the condition of the PGA Tour. And it is. The greens are phenomenal. It is a tremendous golf course. It is so much fun, and it's it's a huge property in the rolling Flint Hills. It's unlike any other course in our area. It really is a remarkable destination golf course, and if you'd like to stay there, contact Joni at ColbertHills.com. That's Joni at ColbertHills.com. Pretty cool stuff. So I saw a story in Newsweek that was, it was an opinion piece, and Newsweek is a leftist media outlet, and the author of the column was, it's time to admit we were wrong about COVID. That's the headline. And it got my attention. And I read it, and I agreed with every word of it. And it was basically saying, I was wrong, not me, not Kevin. The writer of this story was wrong. The author was saying they were wrong. Science was wrong. The politicians were wrong. We pretty much got everything with COVID wrong. And I couldn't believe it. And the tone of it is basically, it's time to admit we were wrong and do better next time. So as many of you know, my daughter is a a researcher. She's a perinatal researcher at Children's Mercy Hospital, and she co-authored a paper on behalf of a study they did at Children's Mercy about children and COVID. She's a scientist. It's the best way to describe my daughter. This is what she loves and lives for. And we disagreed on some things about COVID, certainly, uh, through the course of time. And we stopped really talking about it. It's her area of expertise. It is not my area of expertise. I lived my life the way I've always done. I make decisions for me. I gather information to make my own decisions. And I made mine. And I never took the shot, as I've said here many times. So uh, we stopped talking about it, whatever. And I, I saw this story and I copied it and sent it to her. And I said, I'm not looking for any real discussion here, debate between you and I. I want to know what you think of this. This is people in your community now saying, boy, we blew this. And I was just curious what she would, you know, say or think. I said, just respond back to me and then that will be that. I want to know your thoughts, not mine, yours. And I was very surprised when it came back. And now she's she's really smart and she's very thorough, okay? So this was an incredibly thorough and long email. So I'm not going to read all of it to you because there's a lot of science in it. But it surprised me because the first thing she wrote is, quote, and I'm reading from her email back to me, and she told me this was okay to do. Honestly, Dad, I agree with a lot of what this author says. I mean, that put me back in my chair right away. It's like, okay, she's in that community. Now the scientific community is way ahead of the politicians on this. They're beginning to see some of the errors of their ways. And I I guess the point of all this, as it not just pertains to COVID, but as we go forward is, there is a big difference between the scientific community and our politicians. Unfortunately, at the highest level in this country, the the high-level ruling class and the high-level positions in the federal government pertaining to science are all one and the same. It's all become political. 
And because it's become political, we can't, the right hand can't wash the left hand. We can't do that anymore. It doesn't work like that. They can't separate. There's no separation between Fauci and Biden when, when he was in there. There just isn't. That's a governmental problem. It is not a scientific problem because we knew a lot of the science about this thing right away. We knew right away that it affected old people and sick people and that it really didn't do anything to kids. Yet what we do? We took the kids out of school. Their immune systems went down. We've created drug habits, dependency, depression. We've done all the things that we've done. Now people are starting to get myocarditis. They're starting to die at age 19 of heart attacks. We're seeing all kinds of things that we clearly did wrong with an unapproved experimental drug. So the second I got this back from my daughter, daughter, she said, honestly, I agree with a lot of what this author says. She goes on. I think where the divide comes from is a sort of tossing the blame game around because obviously no one wants to admit a pandemic could have gone better if X, Y, Z was done when it was suggested the first time around. The only political input I'm going to give is that a government isn't really prepared to handle something that they were not equipped to prepare for. That was not just the United States, but the world in its entirety. Science, in its raw definition, is a trial of errors and successes. You don't decide if your research should be published solely on if your hypothesis was correct. For the most part, a scientist's original hypothesis is usually proven wrong due to indisputable data. Think of this as a defendant in a trial being presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. That's the sort of mentality researchers have when approaching a topic as well. There are really only two ways to protect a massive population from a virus with no immunity procedures in place. Those two ways are isolation or acquire immunity. And she goes into great de detail here about natural immunity and how that is the best possible thing. And that was our common ground. That's, that, that should have always been our common ground. I think the biggest mistake we had all along, all along, was it was somehow impossible for people publicly to say, the best thing you can do is get COVID and survive. My daughter went on to say, you know, there's been five or six different COVIDs, coronaviruses since then that aren't COVID. She went into great detail about the things that kids get and they come every year, the common cold and all these different things, the flu, all these different viruses that we have this one strain was something we'd not had before. It was a novel virus. We all know that. And so she went on to say, look, we just, it, it was a completely different thing. And hopefully as a society, we've learned a lot of lessons over the last three years and it won't happen again. But the biggest mistake we made, and this is where her and I agree, and I think we should all be, as, as we look back, the one thing we just absolutely ought to lock in on is we knew right away this thing is deadly for old people and it's deadly for sick people. For everyone else, getting it and surviving is the best thing you can do. And nobody can say that. I, I still haven't heard anybody say it really but me. I mean, I, I know some people that are doctors that have said it in private, but you don't, they don't say it publicly. I've not seen anybody on TV or any interview anywhere where the, the scientist said, the best thing you can do is just go get COVID and live. So we were trying to protect the elderly and the sick, which is noble. It's what any society should do. But this was, as a pandemic goes or as a virus goes, that's actually what you want to have. You don't want a virus that only attacks the young. Can you, I've said this many times. Could you imagine if we had a virus that was deadly just to kids? How awful that would be? How terrible that would be? So the oldest and sickest among us didn't make it. And that's terrible. That's a terrible thing. But that's generally the case with any illness, with the Spanish flu, with this, with whatever happens, a pandemic comes along, generally your vulnerable people are the most likely to die from it. And while we wanted to try as a society to protect them, the best thing for the nation as a whole, for everything that's happened, because this thing took way too long to cycle through and to move on. It took way too long. We did damage to the economy. We did damage to people's mental health. We did damages to people's careers. We, did, we got people sick now because of the shot. We got all kinds of bad things going on. If we had recognized early, if you're young and you're healthy, the best thing you can do is get it. Stay at home when you get it. Let it cycle through and you're good to go. And nobody can say it. It's just shocking to me that nobody can say that. Buck Roofing and Construction is your roofer. If you'd like to get a free roof inspection this spring, 
Ron Buck and his team would be more than happy to do that. If you need a small repair, they can take care of that. If it's time for a new roof, they'd love the opportunity to bid on the roof. That's it. They just ask that if it's time for you to put a new roof on, you consider them as a possibility. 913-384-2680. Ron has done two roofs over my head. Uh, my house that we sold, he put a new roof on about six or seven years before I sold that house. And he did the roof on our new house, which is fantastic. We appreciate everything Ron does over at Buck Roofing. Huge sports fan, giant Chiefs fan. Oh, boy, is he excited this week. Online at rbuckroofing.com, 913-384-2680. And you'll sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. B-Stock has a great, great, great television for the big game Sunday, and you can get it this week. It is a 70-inch LG. Are you ready for this? You sitting down? 4K UHD, 70-inch, 499. I, he's never done anything like this. He's lost his mind at Super Bowl week. Bstock.net. Man, I'd go uh, check this thing out. 14680 South Flaming Road. You don't no reason to comparison shop. You will not find an LG 4K UHD 70-inch TV anywhere for 499. It's not even close. It's basically half price. Bstock.net in Olathe. And our friends at Advantage Termite and Pest Control online at advantagetpc.com. Call Aaron and his team in Advantage and get set up for your annual schedule. They basically come quarterly, take care of everything you got, make the switch to a company you love. The only one I've ever used is Advantage Termite and Pest Control. Online at AdvantageTPC.com or call 913-768-8989. You may even like the people you use now, but especially if you use one of those big corporations or something, you don't know those folks. Know somebody that's local, know somebody that's like you that has a business. I promise you, They'll, they'll be better than who you have. You're, not, you're going up in service. These guys are the best. Advantage Termite and Pest Control, 913-768-8989. Make the switch today. Now, I woke up on Monday and saw a story about a train derailment in Ohio, and I guess something happened on one of the cars. Maybe the cargo it was carrying. You know, you can't just put a blanket statement on this and say, wow, we're crashing too many trains. I mean, there's reasons why some of these things happen. But it just got me in a conversation I was having with my son over the weekend via text who lives in Austin, Texas. And a week ago, I flew through Austin on my way to California. And we saw not only the train derailment this weekend, we saw in Austin a big giant FedEx plane was coming into land at the Austin airport and there was a Southwest jet taxiing out onto that runway to take off. And it was close. And the FedEx jet hit the throttle and went climb, climb, climb. And went back up and circled back around and landed a few minutes later. And I texted him and he's 29 in March, I believe. He'll be 29. And I said, it is amazing that we are worse at this than we were 50 years ago. And I know we can make an argument that more people fly now and there's more planes in the air and things like that. But how is it right now that our transportation is as bad as it is across the board? Amtrak, cargo trains, airplanes, roads, bridges. How is it that we are worse at this than we've ever been in my lifetime? Now, I'm not saying in our history, because we used to use horse and buggy for crying out loud, or the Pony Express. How is it we have all this wealth, we send all this money to Ukraine, we do all these things where we blow this money, and I see these rickety post office trucks out there that look like they should be condemned, or, or you wouldn't want your kid riding in, certainly. They all look like they're 20 years old and falling apart. They've got rust on them. They've got hubcaps that have fallen off. They've got loose bumpers. We see all this stuff. To me, this is all about supply chain, transportation, cargo, people moving, whatever it is. And I'm trying to think of where we're good at this anymore. I mean, the Chiefs flew on a giant United jumbo jet to Arizona. The pilot opened his window and put a Chiefs flag out and stuff like that. That looks good. That looks good. You take your bus up to the fanciest airplane in the world 
and you go get on the airplane. We'll talk more about that in a moment, what the Chiefs did on the airplane. And you go do that, and you get to Arizona. You're like, oh, we're pretty good at this. Except we're not. Were they in any way lucky that there wasn't a cargo plane in the way when they got to Sky Harbor? I don't know, but I don't know how this stuff happens. We saw that thing in New York a couple weeks ago where the two planes almost ran into each other on the, on the ground. This is the one I've always worried about. Is the sky clear? As my plane is pulling out to take off, is nobody landing on top of us? And that's what almost happened in Austin. This one was scary as all get out for those people on that Southwest jet, and I'm sure for the FedEx pilots who averted an issue here by hitting the throttle and climbing back up. I think they got within a couple thousand feet of each other. That's really close. Somebody did something wrong. They gave clearance to a FedEx plane to land and then clearance to a jet to take off from Southwest. And I just don't understand it. I, I don't. I, it, it, it would be maybe a little lazy of me to just say this is all happening under Biden and Pete Buttigieg and whatever. I don't know. I think that's probably a little lazy. But we do know that this administration and our federal government does not keep its eye on the important things. They really don't care about the important things. They care about politics. They care about Democrat politics. They care about elections. That's what they spend their time on, is winning elections and staying in office. It doesn't appear, and, and look, the government is not the end-all, be-all, the solve-all. These are real human beings in these towers that the FAA oversees. I don't know how we have these problems. I, I don't get it. Now, it, basic human error, are we working people? Or do we have a, a labor shortage of air traffic controllers? Are they working too long? Do they, do they get foggy at work? How do these mistakes happen? I don't know how this stuff happens. All I know is I just had a really bad travel experience last week. We're leaving uh, after the Super Bowl, Jessica and I, and our friends, the uh, Rob and Tina, we're going to the Caribbean, and we can't wait to go. It's been a long time since we've taken a real vacation. We're very excited about this, and I'm just dreading getting there and getting home. I just I feel like it's just going to be a disaster. I, I do. I've chosen a different airline, and I'm hopeful that that's going to work well for us. We'll see, but it is it, it almost zaps the life out of you before you go. You're kind of dreading going because the experience of travel now is much worse than it used to be. It's just much worse. Maybe I'll feel better when the new airport opens. KCI is part of the problem. I am, I'm in favor of the new airport. I, I'm not. Everybody likes, oh, the convenience of KCI. You can park right across the street. Well, you're going to park right across the street of this one too. I don't know if you've noticed, but the new KCI looks like a parking garage. It's basically what it is. It's a giant parking garage with a walkway bridge to the terminal. You're going to park really close to the airplanes, folks. You're not, you're not going to lose much convenience at the new KCI. That isn't going to happen. I'm just, maybe, it'll, you know, if we get stuck there, every flight now, you know, you think you depart at 2 o'clock and you leave at 3. That's every flight. So that's, you're going to spend an extra hour every time you go to KCI. It's a good thing. We have a new airport opening. Maybe that fixes it. Maybe that's part of the problem. I, I don't know. I just, I just keep seeing one story after another. We're not very good at transportation. And we used to be better. And for the life of me, I don't understand it. If you are traveling to Phoenix this week, whether you planned to go to the Phoenix Open, regardless of whether the Chiefs were there, and many people are doing that, or if you're going to Arizona, you want to go to the game, maybe some people are just going saying, wait, if ticket prices go down or whatever, maybe we'll go, maybe we won't go, but you just want to be there, that's cool too. If you want to go to the game, Tickets for Less is here for you. The Chiefs are headed back for the third time in four seasons, and Ticket for Less is your source for the best selection of seats at the best prices with no per-ticket fees. At ticketsforless.com, the price you see is the price you pay. They never charge per-ticket fees. They offer transparent pricing, so you don't get any surprises at checkout, saving you hundreds of dollars. For almost 20 years, Tickets for Less has served the Kansas City area, helping thousands and thousands and thousands of Chiefs fans in the Mahomes era alone. Shop for your tickets right now online at ticketsforless.com if you want to go to the Super Bowl or call and get a, a person, get a real person right here in Kansas City and have them be your concierge and work with you. 913-685-3322. That's 685-3322. There is a discount with the promo code KKHI. It varies depending on seat locations, but it's good for everything. You want to go see Springsteen or Blake Shelton or any of the concerts that are coming up, Luke Combs or Billy Joel this summer. If you want to go to those concerts, get them at ticketsforless.com. When you check out, use the promo code KKHI. 
there's always a discount. It's usually between 5 and 15%, depending on what you're buying. But it, it will save you money every single time at ticketsforless.com, promo code KKHI. Uh, we heard Stan talk last week when he was on with Spencer about the Bluemont Hotel and his stay there for a family thing that they had recently in Manhattan. And he said everything you could possibly say about the Bluemont Hotel. It's just a wonderful property. And if you are uh, headed to Manhattan for business, or if you've got a ball tournament at some point this summer, stay there. You're going to love it. The kids are going to love it too because Goolsby's right next door. Or, well, it's right in it. It's all part of the hotel complex. It's a great restaurant and bar. You can pour your own beers off the wall. they got 30 taps on the wall. There's an awful lot of fun things to do there. In fact, you can get on the simulator, the golf simulator, and play Pebble Beach. A lot of you were uh, fascinated that I played Pebble Beach and talked about the seventh hole, the signature hole at Pebble. And I was fortunate enough to hit a good shot there and make birdie. Had a great time. You want to play that hole? You want to play that course? Go to Goolsby's at the Blue Mountain Hotel. You don't have to stay there. If you're in Manhattan, go there. Have a couple of cold ones. Play the golf simulator. Pull up Pebble Beach and get to that seventh hole. You're going to be amazed. I've played the Pebble Beach simulator, and it's a lot like Pebble Beach. It gives you a real feel for what it's like at the course. They've got that at Goolsby's Indoor Entertainment Center at the Blue Mountain Hotel in Manhattan. Okay, the Chiefs are in Arizona. They left KCI on Sunday. This is fun stuff. They get on the airplane. We saw the pilot. Boy, that's a big jet they were on. Ooh, this is one of those things that has pods in it. And So Isaiah Pacheco, the running back, gets on Instagram live with his phone, which I, is he going to get fined for that? I don't, I don't know what Andy's rules are. We don't see a lot of this, so I thought it was unusual. But he got on live on the airplane, and there's Patrick Mahomes in the middle of the plane in one of these pods, and he's got a plastic bag. And they're either throwing 20s or 100s in it. I, I, I made probably 100s. You couldn't tell. He, you're, the point of the game, I guess, is you write your name on the money, and then you put it in the bag, and they're only going to pull one bill out, and that person theoretically wins the whole bag? Of what? Signed $100 bills from the Super Bowl champions? What would that be worth if the Chiefs win? They went around, the, like the whole team is putting money in a bag, they're all signing their name to it. So they've autographed these bills, which I think is still to this day a federal crime, but they, nobody prosecutes for that. One player, they pull out one bill of one player, and they, they didn't show this on Instagram. One bill is going to get pulled out, and that they're going to win the whole bag. Now, it's not just the money. Let's say 40 guys signed it and put them in there, and they were $100 bills. All right, that's $4,000 you won. That's great. What would it be worth if you were that football player and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and you frame those bills and you now have video of it happening on the plane and you auctioned it off? This is the Chiefs' own Super Bowl pool of autographed $100 bills. What the heck would that be worth? I can't even imagine what that would be worth. Holy smokes. That's all I could think of while they were doing it. Now, these young guys probably aren't thinking like that. Somebody's going to win that money and just be happy to have the money, I guess. And then put the bills in circulation. They'll just go spend them. There will somewhere be a Patrick Mahomes autographed bill out there somewhere, presumably if he doesn't win it. Which I would like to think if Patrick Mahomes' name got pulled out, he would say, pull another one. <laughs> I'd like to think that, that he doesn't need the $4,000. Draw another name. Let's see if we can't find a rookie here. I mean, really, a practice squad guy, the trainer, like anybody but Patrick Mahomes. They were having a good time. And it was pretty clear to see in this video on Instagram that Isaiah Pacheco put up that it's Patrick Mahomes' football team. I mean, you can see it everywhere. You can see it on the airplane. You see it on the sidelines. You see it in the game. It's his team. And I, I guess Pacheco's not going to get any trouble for going Instagram live off the Chiefs' airplane. Um. Players have gotten in trouble for this before. Antonio Brown did it famously when they beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. He did it at Arrowhead, and his teammates got on him because he was, it was all about him and not team. While the team was over here meeting and celebrating after the game, he was doing his own little live video in the locker room. It can rub your teammates the wrong way, but I'm assuming if Patrick Mahomes is okay with it, that Andy's okay with it. So we're going to say that they probably were okay on this. We believe McCole Hardman's out. We reported that last week for this game. The four, uh, the, there's four really injured players. The other three still have not practiced. Legereus Sneed, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Kadarius Toney 
have not practiced. These are pretty important positions. That's a couple of receivers that Mahomes is going to need. And, of course, Snead is a tremendous asset in the defensive backfield. So we'll see what happens. The Chiefs are not in a big rush here to get them out on the practice field. They enjoyed the week off. I think, I think, well, I know Snead's going to play because that was a concussion, right? That's easy. There's no doubt Snead's going to play. I think the other guys will go, Juju and Tony. I think they'll go. We'll see, and we're almost certain that McCole Hardman is going to be out. Uh, the er, Here's the wave of stories this week, okay? The early wave of the stories coming out of Arizona, because they do media every day, the early wave is, all oh, the routine. Our routine is broken up. This is so, we got to do all this media. We have to do news conferences every day. We have to do media. We have to do this. Our regular routine is broken up. Yeah, it's different for Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, some guys like that, Chris Jones. But it's not really different for most of the Chiefs players. They're able to practice, have their meetings, and do all their regular work. What's important to remember is when they're at home going through the regular season, they go to work every day for eight hours like most people. They go to Arrowhead, they put in their eight, they go home. Pretty much what they're going to be doing at the Super Bowl, except they're staying in a hotel. They're going to go to work. They're going to have their meetings. They're going to have their film study. They're going to have their practice. They're going to go back to the hotel. They're allowed during the week to have family, go out to dinner, some time alone. They're allowed this until it gets closer to the game. So it's always overdone that the because coaches are just nuts. They love their routine. They love their rituals. They love their process. And it is different when you're on the road for a week. There's no doubt about that. But remember, even the coaches have a throwdown. They have a big booze-fueled dinner every Thursday night at the Super Bowl that the NFL pays for. And they will do this. Some of the coaches don't drink. I don't want to say they're all going out to get hammered or whatever. It's, it's coaches' night out. Thursday night's coaches' night out. They'll have a really big, fancy, expensive dinner with outrageous priced wine and scotch and the whole deal. So they should. I'm not saying it should just all be business for a week. That's, that's a, it's a business trip. But boy, once that thing stops, once Friday hits, now it's on. That's where it's on. That's where they lock them in. That's where they start to, you know, really say, listen, family out, lock in. Here we are. We're a team. But the routine isn't all that much different. For most players, they're going to get the same coaching, the same time on the field, and the same preparation, just in a different place. So don't believe the hype. Uh, the biggest story in the NFL this weekend was Aaron Rodgers in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am playing golf with Ben Silverman, who I've never heard of. This is a problem for the PGA Tour. They're still playing on Monday because the weather was so bad at Pebble Beach. Aaron Rodgers and Ben Silverman won the team competition. Aaron Rodgers won. George Brett won this one time with Fred Couples way back in the day. A pro plays with an amateur. A lot of times the amateurs are celebrities. Sometimes they're corporate sponsors. Aaron Rodgers is a good golfer. He played with Ben Silverman. They won the team title. But everywhere Aaron Rodgers went, remember, this is not very far from Oakland and a part of the country, Northern California, that just is crazy Raider fans. Everywhere he walked on the golf course, somebody was shouting Raiders to him. And he was having fun back. And he dressed in all black, and he had black and silver shoes on, and he was playing the part. And now everyone is convinced that Aaron Rodgers is going to the Raiders. After the things that he said, the interviews that he did, he was not afraid to talk about it. He said, yeah, that's all I'm hearing out here is Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. And he's talking about it. And there's videos everywhere of people going, come on, Raiders need you. And he thumbs up to him and he goes, yeah, Devontae Adams misses you. Yeah, I miss him too. You know, it was, it was pretty extreme. I and mean, he wasn't running for any of this. And he was friendly and cordial. Aaron Rodgers was a cool person to be around this weekend for as much as he gets hammered in the media. And I would just ask the question, why would Aaron Rodgers want to go to the Raiders? What are you thinking, man? Why would that be your destination? You're going to go play in the Chiefs division? Now Sean Payton is coaching the Broncos? Justin Herbert is in there? The Chargers are good? Their playoff team? Why would you want to go spend your senior years in that division? I don't get it. To me, it's Jets or Dolphins. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, the Jets have a remarkable defense. If Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets and put up 20 points a game, they'd be unstoppable. They'd roll through that division. I wouldn't be afraid of the Bills. They look beatable to everyone. They got to pay Josh Allen now, which means another 35 or $40 million is coming out of their payroll for other players. They're going to get weaker as they go. They missed their window of cheap Josh Allen. 
The Dolphins have all those receivers. That would be a cool place to go. Why the Raiders? Why would you want to be in this division? Do you know how hard it is to make the playoffs in this division? I don't get it. But that's what everyone is talking about with Aaron Rodgers out at Pebble Beach. Okay, uh, we welcomed last week a new sponsor of the podcast, Doug Horn, an injury attorney who's been at this for 32 years in Kansas and Missouri. He's really a good guy. He's the serious person in the room. He's smart, he's thoughtful, he's calm, and he can be your advocate. He can point you in the right direction when you're involved in an accident or somebody you know is involved in an accident. I've been through this with my family. When it happens, it's devastating. It's all you think about. When you have a car wreck in your family, it's all you think about. So you really don't think about the legal portion of it all. Let Doug Horn do that for you. He's been doing this for 32 years. He's got a tremendous track record of success in Kansas and Missouri. And he's got a complete team of people that have been with him for decades. These are real professionals. Call 816-795-7500. You can talk to Doug yourself. It's free. The consultation and the guidance is absolutely free. But you need proper medical evaluation when you're in an accident, especially as it pertains to concussions. And if you have a family member, say, listen, you might want to call this guy because he's the serious one. He's tremendously highly rated and reviewed. They do rapid response. Hornlaw.com. That's hornlaw.com. Or call Doug Horn at 816-795-7500. I hope it's a call you never have to make. But if you got to make it, you want to call Doug Horn at hornlaw.com. Other NFL news, Brian Schottenheimer. We say he's from Kansas City. He went to high school with my wife at Blue Valley. She knows him pretty well. They're still Facebook friends. He has now taken the most impossible job in the NFL. No stuff. This is an impossible job. He was a consultant, I guess, to the Cowboys this year. So Kellen Moore is gone, the offensive coordinator. And the head coach, Mike McCarthy's dead man walking. If it doesn't work out next year, McCarthy's fired. Everybody knows this. So the Cowboys couldn't really hire an offensive coordinator. They tried. They tried to lure some people, but nobody was going to go take that job because you know you're fired after a year if it doesn't work. Brian Schottenheimer is there as a consultant, and they say, hey, will you take it? He's like, well, this is all I got is this consulting job. Sure. He's been an offensive coordinator before. He's not great. He's not flashy. He's not inventive or creative, but he's a solid dude. Everybody that knows Brian Schottenheimer likes him, and he's a good coach. I just, this is an impossible situation. I guess for him, he's at a point where I just got to get back in or my career at 50 is over basically. And that's cool. I get it. You can't turn that down. Dallas Cowboys want you to be the offensive coordinator. You can't turn it down unless you have a job somewhere else. And Schottenheimer didn't. This, I, I, don't, I don't know. How, the only way this works out really well for him is if the Cowboys go out next year and go 12-5, and five, win a playoff game or two, everybody gets new contracts, and, and the offense looks completely different under Schottenheimer, and people start to toss his name around for a head coach job. That's what he's hoping for. But my goodness, that looks like a long shot to me. That looks like an incredible long shot to me. Other football news, it's just crazy. Why why do they have the Pro Bowl games? Do you know anybody that watched any of this? I don't know one person who mentioned to me over the weekend anything about the Pro Bowl games, the flag football game, the silly little games on trampolines, dodgeball, all this other stuff. I mean, you got to be the sickest football fan in the world to tune that stuff in, to dial that up. I mean, honestly, I didn't watch any of it seen a couple little clips on Twitter or things like that. But you know anybody that watched any of this? Why are they doing it? Just stop. NFL, just stop. The Pro Bowl is over. You want to have your awards show? Have your awards show. Everybody put on a tux or whatever and hand out awards to people and honor the all-pro players. Let's do that. But let's dump this silly stuff. It was completely silly and nobody watched. And nobody cares. Speaking of silly... Uh, This is apparently genius. Tom Brady went out last week and retired on the beach with a short little video he put on social media. And right after it was over, some dude with a couple of mason jars walked out to where Brady was. He recognized it. He walked right to where he was, saw the footprints there because it was just across the, the beachhead. What do they call that? The dunes? Just across the dunes onto the beach where he was. And there were footprints there. You could see where he was standing. And he took pictures of that. And then he videotaped the mason jars. This is where Tom Brady stood and where he did this. And he filled two mason jars with the sand from the beach. 
and he screwed the cap on them. And he put them on line for bid. He has a $99,000 bid on one of the jars. It's going to go higher. Are you kidding me? The sand Tom Brady stood on when he retired is in a mason jar, and it's going for hundred grand. There's two of them. I mean, I'd like to call this guy a fool and all kinds of weird names, but my God, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. If people, are, people with money will buy stupid things. That's not nearly as cool as the Chiefs' $100 bills if they win the Super Bowl. Not nearly as cool. And you're just trusting the guy because he went there right afterwards and he was there like 45 minutes afterwards. He got there and he's like, here it is. And you could see the footprints. This is exactly where Brady was. And then he shoots and you can see the hotel in the background or the condos. It's, it's legit. And then he reaches down and fills it with, it's legit. Nobody's questioning whether these two mason jars are legit. He marked the jars, photographed them right then and there, sealed them up, and here's the sand. But couldn't you walk there and get your own sand? Couldn't you find it yourself if you live in the area? Oh, sports collectibles, man. That's a whole different animal right there. Back Nine Development is proud to sponsor Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. TJ Vilkanskis is a wonderful developer. You're going to be really engaged with TJ if you decide to develop or build something with him. He's a great custom home builder. They had the condominiums, the Solheim at Grand Mere in Manhattan. He does condominium complexes. He does commercial properties. If you have some land and you've been thinking about developing or having a project, just consult with TJ and say, hey, what do you think here? What do you think of this idea? He's top-notch. Back9development.com, a custom home builder. If you're looking to build a custom home, give TJ a shot at your business. I think you'll be impressed with his level of service, his attention to detail, and the elegance of what it is that he builds. Tremendous, high-quality operation. You can see the entire portfolio online at back, the numeral 9, development.com. Back9development.com. Or personally call TJ and speak with him about your project. See what he thinks. 785 785- 2360161. All right, basketball Monday night, Kansas hosting Texas. We did the post mortem, if you will, of KUK State, Missouri over the weekend. Wow, what really a bad college basketball weekend. We're not going to go back. We're going to look forward with all three of these teams. And for Kansas, that means Texas is coming to Allen Fieldhouse. The Longhorns on Saturday couldn't have looked worse in the first half and couldn't have looked better in the second. You talk about a tale of two halves. When they were on, they were stifling. Their defense toughened. They are athletic. They are big. They're fast. They shoot. They do all kinds of great things. And they beat K-State. Coming back from 14 down, they beat Kansas State on Saturday. I think Kansas, like a lot of teams in this league, is going to be really tough to punch out at home. Do I think Texas may be a better basketball team this year? I do. I think they've got a better roster than Kansas at this point, although Jalen Wilson is always the best player on the floor. And Bill Self is always the best coach on the floor. Quick, name Texas' head coach. Nope, it's not Chris Beard. He got fired. Rodney Terry. He's quietly doing a nice job. And here's what he knows but won't say out loud. If Rodney Terry wins this game Monday night at Allen Fieldhouse, he's going to permanently be hired as the head coach at Texas. He's, he can make, Rodney Terry tonight can make $30 million because that's about what the contract would probably be, 20 to $30 million. Some sort of seven-year deal they'd sign him up for. If he wins tonight, he makes millions and millions and millions of dollars. He knows that. I don't see any other way around it. They're already in first place in the Big 12. I think they win the Big 12 if they win tonight. The wheels would just have to fall off for them not to. You're sitting in first place. Then you punch the stamp of winning on the road at Allen Fieldhouse. You're probably going to win the league. There's a lot on the line for Rodney Terry in this game tonight. There's also the possibility that, hey, it's a two-game road trip. They didn't go back to Austin. They played Manhattan Saturday. Lawrence, Monday. There's probably a thought when they left, if we go one and one in these two games, that'll be successful. How you get that out of your head, I don't know. We see this in tennis all the time. You know, you break a serve, and if I can just get this, one set, one set, okay, now we're in it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it should be relatively easy for Texas to say, this is our stamp. This is it tonight. 
We're not, we can't mathematically lock up the Big 12, but we're winning this league if we win this game tonight. I do think it's as simple as that. I don't know if it gets mentioned to the players. The players are smart guys. They probably know this. That's a win most people aren't going to get. You go to Allen Fieldhouse and you win one, you've got something that others don't have. Kansas is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and they should be because they're playing at home. That's generally how it works. Cross Kitchens KC would love to do work at your home. If you'd like to get on the schedule anytime in 2023 for a bathroom remodel, kitchen remodel, man cave, any of these projects can be done by Cross Kitchens KC, family-owned and operated in Belton, Missouri. Beautiful remodel projects. You can see it all online at crosskitchenskc.com or call Tim at 816-898-7047. Have him out for an absolutely free consultation of your project. They'll do a 3D rendering, show you exactly what it'll look like, and then you make the decision whether you want to do it or not. Seems pretty simple. Right now, countertops are free. They've extended it through February. If you make the call, schedule an appointment, and get your project going with Cross Kitchens KC, your countertops are free right now at crosskitchenskc.com. Big week, a lot of Super Bowl coverage here at KKHI. We will have Stan Weber later in the week. We're going to have Stan on Thursday this week instead of Monday. We'll do a Super Bowl preview with him. We're going to have some patron podcasts up. We'll have Lee Sterling with prop bets that we can bet with your friends, fun things on Super Bowl Sunday. Can't wait. Big, giant Super Bowl week. This is going to be fun. We've got the State of the Union this week. Plenty of great topics. Please share with your friends that you listen to this podcast and let them know that you think Kevin Keatsman has issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 